And here tonight, ability. Only one person who I believe is truly qualified to be president. Because I've seen her life long devotion to our nation's children, not just our own daughter, who she has raised to perfection. But avoid the gangs, kids who wonder how they'll to determine who and what they can be. You see, Hillary has endless, thankless work to actually make a difference in their lives. Advocating for kids with disabilities as a young lawyer, fighting abilities for the children's health care as first lady, for quality children. Because as a true public servant, Hillary knows that the own desire appointments. So she proudly stepped up to serve our country once again as Secretary of State and traveling the globe to keep our kids safe. There were plenty of moments when Hillary could have decided that this work was too hard. The price of public service was too high that she was tired of being picked apart for how she looks or how she talks or even how she laughs. But here's the thing. Hillary is that she never buckles under pressure. She never takes the easy way out. When Hillary Clinton has never on anything in her life, And when I think about the kind of president that I want for my girls and all our children, that's what I want. I want strength to persevere. Someone who knows this job and take, who understands that the issues a president faces might be boiled down to 140 characters. Look, because... Because when, when you have the nuclear codes at your fingertips and the military in your command, you can't make snap decisions. You, you can't have lash out and measured and well-informed. I want a president with a record of public service, someone whose life's work shows our children that we don't chase, we fight back even when we're struggling ourselves because we know that there is always someone worse off and there but for the grace of God go I I want a president who will teach our children that everyone in this country matters a president who truly believes in the vision that our founders put forth all those years ago that we are all created equal each a beloved part of the great American story. And when crisis hits, we don't turn against each other. 
No, we, we listen to each other. We lean together. And I am here tonight because I know that that is the kind of president that Hillary Clinton will be. And that's why in this election... one thing and one thing only. It's about leaving something better for our kids. That's how we've always moved this country forward, by all of us coming together on behalf of our children. Folks who volunteer to coach that team, to teach that Sunday school class, because they know it takes a village. Heroes of every color and creed who wear the uniform and risk their lives to keep passing down those blessings of liberty. Police officers and the protesters in Dallas, who are people who lied to been their son, their daughter in that club. It's like Tim <laughs> who show who show our kids what decency and devotion look like. Hillary Clinton, who has the guts and the grace to keep coming back and putting those cracks in that highest and hardest glass ceiling until she finally breaks through, lifting all of us along with her. That is the story of this country, the story that has brought me to the stage tonight the story of generations of people who felt the lash of bondage, the shame of servitude, the sting of segregation, but who kept on striving and hoping and doing so that today, I wake up every that was built by slaves. And, and I watch young women play on. And, be and because of Hillary Clinton's and all our sons and daughters, now take for granted that a woman can be president of the United States. Don't let anyone ever tell you that this country isn't great. That somehow we need to make it great again. Because this right now is the greatest country on earth. And as my, my daughters prepare to set out into the world, I want a leader who is worthy of that truth a leader who is worthy of my girl's promise and all our kids' promise, a leader who will be guided every day by the love and hope and impossibly big dreams that we all have for our children. So in this election, we cannot sit back and hope that everything works out for the best. We cannot afford to be tired or frustrated or cynical. No, hear me. 
between now and November, we need to do what we did eight years ago and four years ago. We need to knock on every door. We need to get out every vote. We need to pour every last ounce of our passion and our strength and our love for this country into electing Hillary Clinton as President of the United States of America. So let's get to work. Thank you all. God bless. So we just heard Michelle Obama, the first lady of the United States, Saskia Mohammed. This is the Pacifica national coverage from the DNC. And I wonder if this is the turning point, this speech for the unity that the Democrats are that have been so elusive thus far in this convention, Askia. What a great observation that probably uh, can be marked as as the turning point in this convention. The, these are the, the, the strongest ovations I heard even going back to Cleveland uh, for the Republicans. These were tremendous ovations. Not in, Is it just because she is a remarkable first lady uh, without scandal without, uh, and her husband without scandal after seven and three-fourths uh, years? Um, is, it, is it that reason or is it just the power of her words? Uh, Charles Ogletree, the law professor at Harvard University, who taught both Michelle and Barack Obama, uh, I think Barack was a little ahead of her or uh, in school, yeah. said that she was the better student uh, in his estimation. Sadly, I have to say, Charles has learned that he's suffering from Alzheimer's, really oh, no. Alzheimer's disease. But yeah. he did say eight years ago, he told me that she was the stronger student when he was uh, when he taught both of them. And so the words that she said, the, the, the power of them, uh, one of the things that struck me because I experienced this, she said, and this is not something that you can make up or read from something that someone else said or wrote as has been done with her words. But she said, if you're the kid who takes the long way to school to avoid the gang. It's like, oh, she was in my neighborhood. She wasn't born then when I used to do that, when I had to walk around the block to avoid the gangs in my neighborhood in South Central Los Angeles. So um, her words, the power of the words and the power of her being is so, so very special. And her daughter, Malia, will be able to vote in the District of Columbia this year because she's 18 years old already. She wow. gets devoted. I wonder who she's going to vote for. Does she listen to her mom or does she vote her conscience? Yeah, quite something. I mean, she spoke very movingly, actually, as a, as a mom um, when she said, I wake up every morning in a house built by slaves. Ooh. I mean, that, that was really mm. quite a moment. And, and, and looking at the, the Twitter account, I mean, that really has blown up. Sean King, Davey D, other people, you know, sending that uh, tweet out. But the way she talked about Hillary, um, about when Hillary lost to her husband, about not getting disappointed or disillusioned, that Hillary is not the kind of person that buckles under pressure, that she hasn't quit anything in, in her life, she doesn't take the easy way out, that she is steady, measured, and, and well-informed. I mean, you know, those are, are key 
key words right now as the Democrats are really looking to pull this thing together and pull Bernie's people in into that big tent. And Michelle Obama remains one of the most popular uh, public figures, despite uh, the, the racist attacks that um, have gone out against her and, and um, her husband, Barack Obama. I met a, a, a Clinton delegate this morning who said she was Team Clinton in 2008. Uh, and uh, she literally cried when uh, Mrs. Clinton pulled out uh, but she's back, and she said that she went to work after that, knocking on doors to get Barack Obama. Percentage. Uh, she really, what she says resonates uh, and is really uh, valuable because right. it is real. Okay, um, we are now going to go to the floor. Representative Joe Kennedy is introducing um, Elizabeth Warren. Well, say, yeah, we're, we're actually going to go um, directly to Elizabeth Warren. She is uh, approaching uh, you, the floor. And um, thank you, Massachusetts, for the great your senator. Thank you, guys. What a Michelle. And we still have Bernie coming up. reminds us what Democrats fight for every day. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you. Because America faces a choice. The choice of a new president. On one side is a man who inherited a fortune from his father and kept it going by cheating people, by skipping out on Sacrony One. A man who cares only for himself every minute of every day. On the other side is one of the smartest, toughest, most tenacious people on this planet. A woman who fights for children, for women, for health care, for human rights, a woman who fights for all of us and who is strong enough to win those fights. We're here today because our choice is Hillary Clinton. I'm with Hillary. I'm with Hillary. I'm with Hillary. You know, for me, this choice is personal. It's about who we are as a people. It's about what kind of a country we want to be. I grew up in Oklahoma. My daddy ended up as a maintenance man. And my mom worked a minimum wage job at Sears. My three brothers served in the military. The oldest was career, 288 combat missions in Vietnam. The second were construction. And the third started his own small business. Mean graduated from a commuter college in Texas that cost $50 a semester. The way I see it, sir, at a United States senator, America is truly a country of opportunity. Truly. I believe in that America, but I'm worried. 
I'm worried that my story is locked in the past, worried that opportunity is slipping away. Some working two or three jobs, but wages stay flat. Care the costs are getting crushed by student loans. Working people are in debt. Seniors can't stretch a Social Security check to cover the basics. And even families who are okay today worry it could all fall. This is not right. It is not. The stock market is breaking records. Corporate profits are at all-time highs. CEOs make tens of millions of dollars. There's lots of wealth in America, but it isn't trickling down to hard-working families like yours. Does anyone here have a problem with that? Yeah, well, I do too. People get it. The system is rigged. You know, it's true. Now, so-called experts claim America is in trouble because both political parties in Washington refuse to compromise. Gridlock. That is just flat wrong. For those at the top, when giant companies wanted more tax loopholes, Washington got it done. When huge energy companies wanted to tear up our environment, Washington got it done. When enormous Wall Street banks wanted new got it done, no gridlock there. But thing for working people, and you'll have a fun those fights. That's what we did. Democrats fought to get health insurance for more agency so big banks can't cheat people. We fought, we won, and we improved the lives of millions of people. Thank you. Yes, we won, but Republicans and lobbyists battled us every step of the way. Five years later, that consumer agency has returned $11 billion to families who were cheated. And Republicans? Republicans? There's still that Republicans are always wrong and Democrats are always right. There's enough blame to go around. But there is a huge difference between people fighting for a level playing field and the people fighting to keep the system rigged. Look at Republicans took over, just refinancing student loans. And Republicans, they said no. Democrats, Republicans, Democrats proposed raising the minimum wage. And Republicans, they showed every November thing for you. Yeah. Not lift a finger to help working people and walking advantage of that rigged system. Time after time, he preyed on working people, people in debt, people who had fallen on hard times. He's conned them, he's defrauded them, and he's ripped them off. Look at his history, eight housing crash, that devastated millions of American families because he thought it would help him scoop up more real estate on the cheap. Donald Trump set up a fake university to make money by cheating people and taking their life savings. Donald Trump goes on 
and all. But he filed business bankruptcy six times, always to protect his own money and stick the investors and contractors with the bill. Donald Trump hired plumbers and painters and construction workers to do hard labor for his businesses. Then he told them to take only a fraction of what he owed or fight his lawyers in court for years. So what kind of a man acts like this? What kind of a man will their jobs, their homes, their life savings? What kind of a man cheats students, cheats investors, cheats workers? Well, I'll tell you what kind of a man. A man who must never be president of the United States. But the leaders to make it happen, Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine, they're going to make it happen. You bet. Look, look, Donald Trump knows that the American people are angry, a fact so obvious he can see it from the top of the Trump Tower. So now he's insisting that he fix the rigged system. Donald Trump spoke for more than an hour on the biggest stage he's ever had. But other than talking about building a stupid wall, which will never get built, other than any actual ideas, did you hear even one solid proposal from Trump for increasing incomes or improving your kids' education or creating even one single good-paying job? Look, let's face it, Donald Trump has no real plans for jobs or for college kids or for seniors. No plans to make anything great for anyone except rich guys like Donald Trump. Just look at his ideas. Donald Trump wants to get rid of the federal minimum wage. Donald Trump wants to roll back financial regulations and turn Wall Street loose to wreck our economy again. And Donald Trump has a tax plan to give multimillionaires and billionaires like himself an average tax cut of $1.3 million a year. You know, you're struggling to put your kids through college and Donald Trump thinks he needs a million-dollar tax break? Trump's entire campaign is just one more late-night Trump infomercial. Hand over your money, your jobs, your children's future, and the great Trump hot air machine will reveal all the answers. Now, and for one low, low price, he'll even throw in a goofy hat. And here's the really ugly underside to his pitch. Trump thinks he can win votes by fanning the flames of fear and hatred, by turning neighbor against neighbor, by persuading you that the real problem in America is your fellow Americans, 
people who don't look like you or don't talk like you or don't worship like you. He even picked a vice president famous for trying to make it legal to openly discriminate against gays and lesbians. That's Donald Trump's America, an America of fear and hate, an America where we all break apart, whites against blacks and Latinos, Christians against Muslims and Jews, straight against gay, everyone against immigrants, race, religion, heritage, gender, the more factions, the better. But ask yourself this, when white workers in Ohio are pitted against black workers in North Carolina or Latino workers in Florida, who really benefits? Divide and conquer is an old story in America. Dr. Martin Luther King knew it. After his march from Selma to Montgomery, he spoke of how segregation was created to keep people divided. Instead of higher wages for workers, Dr. King described how poor whites in the South were fed Jim Crow, which told a, no matter how bad off he was, at least he was a white man better than the black man. Racial hatred was part of keeping the powerful on top. When we turn on each other, bankers can run our economy for Wall Street, oil companies can fight off clean energy, and giant corporations can ship the last good jobs overseas. When we turn on each other, rich guys like Trump can push through more tax breaks for themselves, and then we'll never have enough money to support our schools or rebuild our highways or invest in our kids' future. When we turn on each other, we can't unite to fight back against a rigged system. Well, I've got news for Donald Trump. The American people are not falling. We've seen Trump's hate-filled America. Not now, not ever. This is about our values, about our shared values with our candidates, Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine. Let's talk about those values. We believe that no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter who you love, equal means equal. Hillary will fight to make sure discrimination has no place in America, and we're with her. that no one, no one who works full-time should live in poverty. Hillary will fight for raising the minimum wage, fair scheduling, paid family and medical leave, and we're with her. Without getting crushed by debt, Hillary will fight for refinancing student loans and debt-free college. We are with her. And we believe of hard work, seniors should be able to retire with dignity. Hillary will fight to expand Social Security, strengthen Medicare, and protect our retirement accounts. And we're with her.
We believe that oil companies shouldn't call the shots in Washington, that science matters, that climate change is real. Hillary will fight to preserve this earth for our children and grandchildren, and we're with her. We believe, and I can't believe I have to say this in 2016, in equal pay for equal work and a woman's right to control over her own body. Hillary will fight for women, and we're with her. Right. We don't need weaker rules on Wall Street. We need stronger rules. And when big banks get too risky, break them up. Hillary will fight to hold big banks accountable, and we're with her. And we believe that the United States should never never sign trade deals that help giant corporations but leave workers in the dirt. Hillary will fight for American workers and we're with her. Okay. And just one more. We believe we must get big money out of politics and root out corruption. Hillary will fight to overturn Citizens United and return this government to the people. If you believe that America must work for all of us, not just for the rich and powerful, if you believe we must reject the politics of fear and division, if you believe that we are stronger together then let's work our hearts out to make Hillary Clinton the next President of the United States. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Elizabeth Warren Esquia on the floor giving a very measured address, as, as passionate as one can hear Elizabeth Warren, and, and wrapping it up, talking about Hillary's support for overturning Citizens United. What did you think? Well, I thought she was uh, uh, she was in complete command of the issues, as well as uh, a, a great uh, rhetorician, and she she really laid it out in uh, no uncertain terms, uh, winning some of the strongest ovations of the night. As you said, uh, the turning point has been reached, uh, and uh, Senator Warren has been uh, uh, one who really uh, added to that momentum, uh, a strong momentum, and celebrating uh, the uh, candidacy of of a uh, senator of secretary clinton and she also brought in tim kane right and on the floor right now representative keith ellison of minnesota wage banning private prisons expanding social security the public option and debt free college tuition that's the platform that Bernie Sanders wrote together. And that's the platform that we, that, that's the platform that we can make the law of the land if we stand together, if we work together, and if we vote together on November 8th. You know, Trump 
He wants to divide and conquer us with his anti-Muslim, anti-Mexican, anti-worker message. They don't want us to vote. They want to push voter ID laws that block black and Latino voters. Paul Ryan won't even allow a vote to restore the Voting Rights Act. You know, we must push back. Voting is not, not voting is not a protest, it is a surrender. When they bring the fear, we bring the courage. When they bring the division, we gotta bring the unity, everybody. As a proud, and I said proud Bernie Sanders supporter, I will always remember feeling the burn in Minnesota. There's my Minnesotans over there. 6,000 in Duluth, 14,000 in St. Paul. Bernie sparked the beginning of a revolution. He packed them in from Davenport to Detroit, to your town. 13 million Americans voted their progressive values and millions more made an investment in building that movement, $27 at a time. You know, together, together, we call for climate justice. We call for wage justice. This is heard. And together, Democrats, we will make our voices heard in November when we defeat Donald Trump and, and elect Hillary Rodham Clinton to the next president of the United States of America. But tonight, tonight, let us raise our voices in gratitude to the man who has helped make this great party greater than ever. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Bernie Sanders. background by the way are the dnc in the wells fargo center and um uh, the background we're gonna go to the song and this is margaret prescott i'm here with us muhammad live at the dnc please welcome senator bernie sanders from vermont
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is, it is, it is an honor. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is, it is an honor to. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It is an following in the footsteps, Warren. And to be here tonight to thank Michelle Obama for her incredible service to our country. She has made all of us proud. Let me begin by thanking the hundreds of thousands of Americans who actively participated in our campaign as volunteers. Thank you. Let me thank the two and a half million Americans who helped fund our campaign with an unprecedented eight million individual campaign contributions. Anyone know what that average contribution was? right $27 and let me thank the 13 million Americans who voted for the political revolution giving us the 146 here tonight And delegates, thank you for being here. And thank you for all the work you have done. Look forward 
I look forward to your votes during the roll call tomorrow night. And, and let me offer to the people of my own state of Vermont who have sustained me and supported me as a mayor, congressman, senator, and presidential candidate. And to my family, my wife Jane, our four kids, and seven grandchildren, Thank you very much. I understand that many people here in this convention hall and around the country are disappointed about the final results of the nominating process. I think it's fair to say disappointed than I am. But to all of our supporters here and around the country, I hope you take enormous pride in the historical achievement. Together, together, my friends, we have begun a political revolution to transform America, and that revolution, our revolution, continues. Election days, election days come and go, but the struggle of the people to create a government which represents all of us and not just the 1%. A government based on the principles of economic, social, racial, and environmental justice, that struggle continues. And I look forward to being part of that struggle with you. Let me be as clear as I can be. This election is not about and has never been about him or Bernie Sanders or any of the other candidates who sought the presidency. This election is not about political gossip. It's not about polls. It's not about campaign strategy. It's not about fundraising. It is not about all the things that the media spends so much time discussing. This election is about and must be about the needs of the American people and the kind of future children and our grandchildren. This election is about ending 
the 40-year decline of our middle class.